borrow that. Good morning. Well, it is really wonderful to be celebrating Christmas, albeit unexpected, with you all this morning. To those live in the room, those on the screen, Danny and Dominique, especially Matt, that was such a good video, proper funny, really well delivered. It is great to uh, have you here. Happy Christmas for you if today is a day of ecstasy and wonderment. If you, for example, like someone in this room today, already got a pool table for Christmas, that is awesome. No one in our family. I got my eldest daughter and youngest son over here. For some people, maybe it's not a day of ecstasy and the tradition has a bit of a sting to it. Regardless of how it is that you come into this room or find yourself on the stream today, we do wish that your Christmas today would be one where you encounter a moment with the Prince of Peace. We're living in an anxious age. And Isaiah 9, 6 declared this promise from the Father God through the pen of Isaiah saying that we, there was a, a child to be born and he would be called Wonderful Counselor, Prince of Peace. I know what it's like if I have to wait for 700 seconds or 700 minutes. It's a long time. And a promise given starts to take on different shapes and forms in my mind. I don't know about you. I don't know what you're like waiting 700 years to see something. But between that promise of Isaiah and Jesus coming, there's 700 whole years to dream up what things Alike, And so I ask you, how would you do it? How would you do it? If you were all-powerful, all-knowing, if you were able to uh, do something that would repair the wound, the pain on the earth, how would you do it? How would you bring peace? What would you do? If it were me, I would focus on the corridors of power. I'd work with politicians. I don't know if maybe the United Nations or form some other kind of body. I would find people who have power to change policies and, and governance. I'd find people who are wealthy, maybe social influencers, those that are able to, that, that their thoughts and role would be able to affect many. I'd find the rich, the wealthy, the powerful. Others have said, if uh, to do it my way, I would zap everyone. How would you do it? Because if it were me, I would seek to broker world peace through the cessation of external conflict. Because that's the kind of conflict that's so easy for me to say. How would you do it? Psychologists say that we are right now in an age of chronic anxiety. We live in an anxious world. Our digital connectedness is fertile ground to compare ourselves with one another, to compare our things, our breakfast. Man, that guy's breakfast looks real good. Mine's just a bowl of cereal. To compare little things in our daily life in simple but profound ways that starts to create its fertile ground for us to think, maybe I could do better than that. 
Maybe my breakfast could look better. Maybe this, that or the other thing could look better. Maybe I could do better. I've got to make myself more perfect than I am now. Our media consumption is sold to us on the basis of our fears. And we think, what if, maybe if, what if uh, I don't have enough? What if there's not enough to go around? I need to stay alert. Our politics is combative and we know that golden rule Don't talk about politics or religion, we say. Why? Because it's an attempt to keep external peace. If you were in charge and you were responsible for bringing peace to a troubled, anxious world, what would you do? What's your strategy? How would you do it? Isaiah 9 comes this promise. And to us this day... A child is born, a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. He'll be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And I wonder at this point in the day, this Christmas, have you searched him out yet? There's a great part of the nativity story, some of it that Danny and Matt have already covered so extravagantly this morning, but you will have seen it time and time again. There's a bunch of shepherds, they're in a field, they're minding their own business, they're looking after, literally, they're looking after their flocks and they're, they're taking care of things and an angel comes in two, at Luke chapter 2, verse 8 to 12. A brilliant light appears amongst them. They're not the global elite. They're everyday workers. And solely to them, this angel comes. They're freaked out and anxious situationally as a result. The angel greets them with these words. Don't be afraid. Those words can be accompanied with everything. I don't know if it's the beard or just the fact I've been walking around the house recently. But people keep going... (gasps) Didn't see you there. Well, here I am. Don't be afraid. But don't be afraid needs a little bit more rationale to it. It needs a reason to it. And the angel goes on to say why it's not time to be afraid. And that's because there's good news that will bring great joy. The Prince of Peace was born tonight. He's the baby lying on a bed of hay Nearby, We've heard this story so many times. We miss the bizarreness of it. Because in the days of Abraham and Isaac, in the early days, the start of the Bible, shepherding was an elite kind of role in society. That was the kind of role that you would be looked up to as a business person in your society. But by the time the first Christmas came down, they'd worked themselves down to the bottom of the social ladder. There was that time in Egypt when uh, the Egyptian society was based on uh, planting and harvesting and the animals would eat all the harvest and so they started to go down a few rungs on the ladder. Farmers despised shepherding because sheep and goats meant death to crops and so they were ridiculed and stereotyped. And by the first Christmas to buy wool, milk or A goat from a shepherd was forbidden on the assumption that it was stolen property. Shepherds were officially labeled sinners 
a technical term for a class of despised people. And here the most holy of messengers comes on a field to the marginalized of society, to the forgotten and disregarded, to the ones I would not, if it were me, I would not begin world peace with. And the angel comes to them and brings this glorious announcement. Good news, great joy. There's a baby nearby who's the prince of peace. That's another thing I wouldn't do. I wouldn't introduce world peace through a fragile human and the most fragile, dependent type of human there is a baby. And yet, night of nights, shepherds are introduced to a little baby, hope of the world, peace for all. That's how God does it. He sends a savior born as a human, arriving in a powerless family, positioned as God, the peace broker for all. The gift was that night for them. And if it was for them, then surely it was for me, for you on the video stream, for us in the room today. Then surely it includes us if it began way out there. It must have been awesomely, dazzlingly impressive. Then something occurs without precedent. In the whole rest of the Bible, the heavenly host appears like Heaven's uh, curtain was torn back and there are the angels, all of them, an entire army of angels. God's way of making the point that for all the obscurity and apparently apparent insignificance of the baby in the stable, what has happened this night in a fragile, gentle way is the introduction of something so substantial that the wave of peace would go from Bethlehem and beyond. Glory to God in the highest heaven. Peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Of course, you've lived in history and many of you know deeply history of at least the last 2,000 years and you'll go, well, conflict wasn't eradicated. Anxiety wasn't uh, ruined on that day if you look at it with your own eyes you'd be forgiven for thinking humanity didn't get the memo at all wars across nations tribes dinner tables notice in the heavenly chorus the peace offered here is not received by all with whom he is pleased on whom God's favor rests that is to those who turn and to open our hearts and welcome Jesus gift to us that we will find forgiveness adoption inclusion purpose hope and that most fragile thing of all peace but peace embodied that comes from the prince of it that is, to those curious enough to say, I'll search out the Messiah you're pointing to, I'll receive him. Though, that is those of us on whom 
his favor rests. We have the option not forced on us, but a question. What will we do with that invitation to turn, to open our hearts and our arms to find and receive that gift of peace? And in as much as it's up to us, peace for our families, peace at our tables, peace in our hearts this Christmas. The angels identify where to find this baby prince of peace. They say he's wrapped in baby clothes, he's lying in a manger. They have to search him out and move towards this carrier of peace. Peace isn't on the hill that the shepherds are on. There's peace in a stable nearby in a fragile form. They have to go and search him out. And I wonder today, have you found him yet? Have you found peace in an anxious world? Have you found my prince, our prince? He works from the inside out when we let him. Our prayer today is that you would find peace with God. You would find peace on the inside as we understand ourselves in the light of how he sees us. That we would see peace with others as we're empowered by Jesus' spirit inside us to love selflessly like he loves, to forgive completely and forever, to be whole and complete and satisfied just like him. Luke chapter 2, verse 16. After the angels had gone back to heaven, things had returned to normal. The shepherds were faced with a choice. Business as usual or search him out. Verse 16 is actually my favorite verse. It became my favorite verse between Thursday and today when I discovered I was doing this. But it says like this. After the angels had gone back to heaven, they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph. And they saw the baby lying on a bed of hay. They met Jesus and they worshipped God. Probably you, like me, and much more so my wife, have been hurrying around the lead up to Christmas. Luke chapter 2 verse 16 introduces a different type of hurry, a noble hurry, and a hurry that's my prayer for us gathered today, that we would have this kind of hurry in our life, that we would hurry off to embark on a hurry journey towards the Prince of Peace. And that kind of hurry is a peaceful, non-anxious one. Can we pray? Jesus, this Christmas, we recognize the craziness of a Prince of Peace born in fragile form, not coming to zap us, but to invite us. And I choose this morning, and as we pray, I hope others do as well, I choose to hurry toward you, to search you out and find you, the Prince of Peace, for an anxious world. In Jesus' name, amen.